feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Hello, hello, everybody. What I would love to do is still have our guest on. I'm really looking forward to talking with her and really having her share her insight, her wisdom, and just speak about mediumship uh, from her experience and from her connection. And it's really exciting and honored to have her. She is absolutely amazing. And although we won't have video, please take advantage of this incredible opportunity opportunity to listen to her words of wisdom. Please put your hands together for Janet Novak. Hi there, Janet. How Thank are you? Thank you, Colby. Lovely to be with you. Hi. I am so, so excited to have you here tonight. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. As most people might know, you know, you were a Roman Catholic nun, and then you really, I don't know, was it that you discovered your mediumship 14 years ago, or was it that you knew you were a medium, but just didn't do it? I think I discovered 30 years ago, not 14 years ago. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I've been going to Arthur Finley College for close to 30 years. I think after I left the convent, I realized that I was mediumistic my whole life, but never had the word for it. So I encountered some spiritualists who kind of said, this is what's been going on for you your whole life. And that's when I came into having a knowledge of mediumship in this whole world. And you really had a calling because you started the uh, journey within and then now the journey within North and rebuilding the Fox sisters, little bungalow there, uh, the church, the school. And so with working on all of that, is that just spirit driven for you? Or are they saying, hey, this is what we need you to do. This is your homework. <laughs> uh, no, it's definitely, it was a bigger plan. You know, the, the universe, it's definitely what I should be doing in life. I'm fulfilling uh, the plan that I was sent to do. There's no doubt about it. So with the church, the spiritualist church, and the, can you tell us a little bit more about the North? Uh, because that's your second location. Um, I, I do believe for spiritualism, which was massive in this country at the turn of the century, you know, there's such an awakening going on with people and a new consciousness that's evolving that something that's alternative and very universal for people that can feed them on a spiritual level, not really highly religious and dogmatic. I think there's a great opportunity. Arthur Finley believed it was the world's coming religion um, or spirituality. To me, it's breathing a new breath into, you know, a belief system I certainly believe in. Yeah. And, and with it, so as you expand, it, it really is bringing an awareness to the general public as well, right? Sharing that message, really telling people what this is about, helping people connect to the spirit realm. Is there any advice that you have that you would offer to budding mediums, mediums looking to deepen their own connection, build their own gifts even further? I would say this to everyone, including mediums who think they're trained, that unless they develop the soul self, unless they take time to develop their interior world and their own spirit awareness, they'll never reach the potential of the capability. So 
There's so much interior work that needs to be done on a spiritual level that has nothing to do with classes unless they do that interior work and awakening. You know, it's it's never going to shine the way it could potentially shine. And is there anything, so, you know, you've been a professional medium teacher, a trailblazer and, and a legend really in this field. Is there anything that if you could go back and tell your younger self, the self that was first starting to get into this, is there any advice that you could give that, that self now? That's an interesting <laughs> question. Uh, you know, I think there's things we would all be doing a bit differently in life, I have to say. I think I would have open the door to other potential. You know, I think we get caught up in, for me, religion that was very controlling and not to be so fearful. I think that awakening on the whole planet is gradual. And this whole interior walk within ourselves, because the biggest journey is really within ourselves from a comfortability level. And I don't know that you can rush that. People have to move from where they're comfortable to the next step, to the next step. I think you just have to move as life presents things. Probably the biggest thing is just don't go on someone else's path because they think that's right for you or or don't even embrace a religion because that's what your whole family's done for eons of time. I, I really think that there's an empowerment that needs to happen for every soul on the planet, really, as we move forward. And I think that really is happening. I think people are focusing more on the spirituality. If there's a lesson in what's happening with this great pause with the COVID thing is the material world and everything here is only a big, a, a small part of the story. We need to pay attention to this other aspect of self and this unseen world that's going to help us navigate this material world. Yes, definitely. And through the church, what is it, are you trying to teach spirituality as a connection to spirit or spirituality within oneself or all of it included? <laughs> Probably all of it, because I believe most religions disempower people and whole societies. So I think what spiritualist churches do, if they do it right, is empower everybody that walks through this door on a spiritual level and on the potential of them becoming a mystic, a seer, uh, a medium. Uh, an awakened soul. And I think if we could do that for everybody walking the planet, it would be a very different planet. Yeah, definitely would be. And when you connect, so when you're connecting uh, in say mediumship or doing a demonstration, I know that evidential mediumship is really important. Can you just explain to our audience what is evidential mediumship and what is the importance of evidential mediumship? I think if you have people come to you who are somewhat skeptical of mediums and that whole world, I think it's the evidence that may get them to really think about, can there really be something to this? If I'm sitting with someone, let's say it's a skeptical, skeptical gentleman, or even a TV reporter, I bring forward their loved ones, there should be enough evidence, details of their mother, details that I shouldn't know unless I'm talking to their deceased loved one. That gets up and sits to that person that's sitting with me saying, God, she's got to be connected to something. Sometimes that might not be the, the thing that is the thing that changes their mind about everything. My friend Stephen Upton says, at some point, there becomes an overwhelming body of evidence that you can't deny what's happening. When we have real details of a, of a discarnate person that once walked the planet, I mean, can bring through a really high evidential 
degree of evidence. It's kind of hard to turn away, you know, and say, mm, that was just fluff. Um, the more detail we can get, the more it can really get someone to even start to think about the potential of this being real for them. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing, right? Some people, they're not quite sure if they believe, but yet what you're giving them, they're not, they can't really deny that you're touching something you really shouldn't know. <laughs> and there's Absolutely. really, there's a beauty in that. Don't you just love when you, you kind of see that opening up in someone, you can just kind of see their eyes opening up a little like, Ooh, and you can just start to see them starting to believe or believe a bit more than they did when they first walked in that door. Yeah, mm -hmm, absolutely. And it's all healing work. It's, like I said, for them, that if they begin to consider that, that's a shift in the reality of their world. So we really, it's done evidentially. There's a massive shift that takes place within people as they open to that potential, you know, and that's a wonderful thing in life. So. Yeah, it is really, really incredible. Is there any story that you can think on or reflect on that, that was really a shifting moment for you within your mediumship? A couple of things come to mind. You know, I, I kind of trained in, in America where the standard of mediumship was really poor. And when I got to Arthur Finley College, there was a standard there. Um, you know, it's it's come back across America now. I think there's people that are really standing for evidence now. But 30 years ago, I can't say that was really true. Sometimes we have to break really bad habits to move ourselves to another level. And I had to break some really bad habits I had learned here. And it was worth the time and the effort. And I think it takes a really long time to unfold really good mediumship. Can't be, uh, I take a class and I'm putting my card out. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, this is more of a, a sacred, sacred work. And I think how important that is, is really important. And I think with the story here of the church, if I can take a minute to tell it. Yes, please. Um, you know, we were renting a new bookstore room. We were having our Sunday services. A man came to a Sunday service. He was sitting on the front row. He was an older man. And I came to him like I would anyone in the audience and started to bring through people. And But I knew something was different. There was something different about this contact because I heard myself say to the audience, just a minute, I'm going to go upstairs. And I was like, I never say that. Um, so they gave quite a bit of evidence and they said, and, and I said, the spirit world said I'm to stop here for today. I didn't know who the gentleman was. He eventually came for a reading. I still didn't know who the gentleman was. He got in sooner than later because it's usually a bit of a wait and found out he had lost his daughter and he was a good staunch Catholic, didn't believe in any of this. And over a couple of readings, um, really came to believe that it was not the end for his daughter that he could have a continued relationship. They took me to dinner right before Christmas one year, said, how much money do you need for a church? Oh. And said, in New Jersey, probably $300,000 <laughs> for a down payment. And because it was evidential, because the proof of the continuity of his mom, his other relatives, his daughter, you know, he looked at his wife and he said, we're going to give you that money. A half a million dollars later, I sat in a building because of someone's life that was transformed. And they're still dear friends to me. And I had no idea who these people were and their potential to do that. I think we can transform lives. And and I think that's when I knew there was a much bigger story and plan for me and the journey within and its involvement on, to me, this planet. 
um, about empowering people and, and really taking the fear of death and dying away from people. Um, you know, from what this looked like 30 years ago when there were no mediums around that were of a high caliber to the explosion that's taken place now, it's massively different. How do you feel about that explosion of mediumship? Does that make you excited that it's getting out or is, do you find it a bit discouraging because maybe the lack of the proper training? Like what is your, your personal take on it? I think there's a shift that's naturally happening that I'm really excited for. So there's no doubt there's an awakening and, you know, like I said, that this fear of, you know, talking about death or a loved one, I think that's, you know, certainly not gone completely, but there's certainly been an awakening with that. I really don't believe most mediums put do the interior work they yeah. need to do to awaken the naturalness of their own mediumship, mm-hmm. unfolding as a spirit and a soul. So that concerns me. So and and there's a lot of people that are more unfortunately interested in becoming someone that's famous or yeah. you know will get on TV and um, you know it was never supposed to be about that. It's an aspect of our souls and our spirits. It served a purpose to people and and please don't get me wrong with that. But I think too many people are interested in they're going to be the next great medium and what they're willing to do to become that person on that kind of level. When you say the inner work, the inner soul work, you know, I know what that means. Do you mind maybe sharing a little bit of what that means to the listener? If someone says, oh, yes, I'm ready to do some inner work, what does that mean (laughs) so that they can understand it? That would really be sitting not in classes, sitting in the quiet, sitting in a, a spiritual place and trying to begin to listen to your own soul speak to you. And then from that level, really attuning to other worlds, not to bring through someone discarnate loved one, I have to say, for that purpose. It's really to awaken the aspect of our spiritual self that becomes more significant than, you know, like I said before, living a material life on this planet. Our inspiration comes from the spirit world. How we navigate this world comes from those higher sources. And not just someone's discarnate loved one, you know, whether it be a ministry of angels, whether it be your spirit guides that work with you, whether it be the God source of your choice. Talking to the dearly departed all day certainly does not make anyone spiritual. Right. Um, It's a technique. Yes. So unless we develop all the other aspects, to me, you're just touching the candy store aspect. Right. The potential of your individual self. When someone is sitting in the power or sitting in the quiet, sitting with source, for you... Do they give you, like, uh, you know, we have the the church and you're growing and you really, you know, honestly, Janet, I, you know, you're so humble, but you're making such a mass difference in, in the world of mediumship. I, I just got to know, is your team like saying, hey, this is your next project? Like, do they at least give you some warning of what's coming up or is it all like, all right, let's just keep going? <laughs> Oh, no, I sit in the quiet to hear what I'm supposed to do next. You know, I may get stuff in dreams and wake up and write in the middle of the night. My listening ear has never stopped listening. I did that a lot while I sat in the convent, and that's very significant because there's a plan to what I'm supposed to be doing here. Now, if you were to think of what's your sole purpose, unless you kind of pay attention to that, 
all of our individual lives. And it doesn't have to be something in a big, big way. I, I think great things can come from things done just because you're fulfilling what you should be doing. And if you are doing that, it's not work at all. You know, we may be having stress now because we're doing so much Zoom stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, which is great on all levels. So there's a stress that comes from it. But we also know, I cannot tell you the response from people that are sitting at home alone with no community, and this is a community for them at the minute. Touching parts of the world at the minute that are blowing me away. So I look at a Sunday service now via what's happened, silver lining of this, and there's people from Vietnam and Hong Kong and, you know, every country on the planet. Yes. And I don't know if you saw on Saturday, if anyone gets an opportunity Uh, If you go to our YouTube channel, Spiritualists from the Planet came away, and I put together a a group on one prayer. It was a healing and spiritualist healing and prayer service. And if you haven't listened to that, it's moving, I have to say, really moving on the the caliber of, you know, colleagues that are about empowering people and working for humanity. Yes. That's a lovely thing. And, you know, I think when we do that, when we do that on whatever level for each person here, when we all put our peace in that way, we're doing God's work, whatever you consider that great spirit to be. And it's beautiful. So speaking of which, we are doing God's work next Saturday night. (laughs) Coming together Saturday, May 16th. It is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And this is a fundraiser. So all all proceeds are going to the Journey Within North. I'm so excited about this, Janet. I cannot wait to serve Spirit alongside you. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it as well. So any opportunity I have, and it's nice to bring other people in because really the, the people are coming to these now. Um, that have not experienced it before. So it's all part of an awakening that's going on. And all mediumship has to do with healing. So any of the time we spend in doing that, um, to me, is sacred work. It is sacred work. We only have a few more minutes. Is there anything, any uh, pearls of wisdom <laughs> that you would like to to bestow uh, on the listeners? Just again, uh, again, we talked about kind of going within and that soul journey, which is so important. Uh, what about anything else, like anything else in someone's mediumship um, or just maybe in life that, that might be a little bit helpful that, that you could share? I just know for myself, that journey within yourself, because people are listening to this, probably a self-isolating kind of makes you have to look at your shadow side. Don't be afraid to try and address it and heal it. It's so worth it for everybody's individual lives to do the work, to heal themselves, to be able to live really comfortably within their own skin. And if you can get to that place, then when you have to live life on life's terms, no matter what comes, you can do that in the way that Andrew Jackson Davis said, and all things keep an even mind. He was given, uh, as he tried to navigate his life, this magic staff from the other side, which said, we will always help you. You will always have our support. So I think if you, whatever way you do, whether it be mediumistically, whether it be on a mystical level, wonderful people before us, like Nostradamus or Edgar Casey or Andrew Jackson Davis or Mavis Patillas, incredible people have left the crumbs of how to pick up the spiritual quest that we're on. Um, and it just 
gives you a different life when you awaken to all the other potential. But that potential is only if you first navigate into an interior world, which is your spiritual side inside of yourself, address the shadow stuff that we all have, and then really reach towards uh, the connection where we came from, the source where we head back home, and keep alive a relationship in that way. And to me, all of that, all of that time spent in that development and fostering that fire is well worth it for everybody that walks the planet. Thank you. Well, one quick last question. Looking to the future, is there anything that you are feeling optimistic about within mediumship? Uh, uh, Sure, certainly, because I think in the whole field of this, what we're seeing is people on television programs that are news anchors saying, I know my father's watching me from the other side, or people who are getting an Oscar saying, I know my dad's with me here tonight. I, I think the whole awakening of mediumship has people made people comfortable, even within even maybe staunch religions that makes them really truly believe that their loved one is still with them. And there is a shift happening on the planet. And partly it's because of the use of mediumship um, as an awakening. The mediumship aspect is just one part of it. And like I said before, we have to foster the other aspects of that. So I'm very excited for what's happening with the you know, deluge of mediums and the openness that continues to spread across the world, really. So I'm very excited for all of it. I can't imagine, you know, I've seen the change that's happened over 30 years, which is mind-blowing. The next 20 years is going to be even bigger. Yeah, and it's it really, I, I do just want to say thank you because it is it is because of people like you, Mavis, Paul Jacobs, Gordon, all of you just really have paved the way to make it. If it weren't for people like you, there would be not the inspiration maybe to learn more, to grow. And, and watching you all work is truly inspiring. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I do want to thank you so much. I am so sorry we did not get your beautiful face on video tonight, but I am so grateful that you were such a trooper and did a call in with us because I know the listeners were craving every word. You know, it it is about surrender, isn't it, Janet? And I have to just say, you also blew out the ring light in the studio. So the ring light went, the camera went. It's all good, I guess. There's a big full moon tonight, so who knows? Maybe that's part of it. Maybe. But um, anyhow, I do want to thank you. I know it's late there for you, so I will let you go. Everybody, please visit Jana Novik and please support the Journey Within and the Journey Within Spiritual Church North. Please support us next Saturday. And again, she's got so many fabulous world famous mediums that she's working with doing that are volunteering for these raising funds. So please follow. Thank you, Janet, so much. And you have a beautiful, beautiful night. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. I'll see you next Saturday. I am so grateful to Janet because we tried to make that work, but just listening to her and listening to that wisdom and she's right, you know, connecting within, reaching within for that journey is so important. Just a couple things I do want to mention. Good news. The uh, book is finally out. It's ready. Uh, Please support. I love it. It's the Coffee with Colby. 
So please get out there and do that. I would love it. And again, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in and for listening and for really being inspired by someone like Janet, you know, because think of all the work she does. We all, anybody who even does mediumship, it is not the easiest path. A lot of soul searching, a lot of soul development. There is a responsibility that goes far beyond anything I've ever experienced. And I was a tax manager and <laughs> the responsibility of a medium supersedes that. So it is really important. And to see her take that upon herself and to see her spread the word of spirituality and mediumship to help teach and train and share and spread it throughout the community and now expanding to really restore historical places. It's just beautiful. So please, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Follow her, donate, support the cause. I will put the link in for the YouTube that she was talking about. I do want to thank everybody. Next week, I'm going to do a special day and a special time, and I will be taking your calls next week on air to answer your questions. So thank you so much, everybody. Uh, I want you to have a beautiful night, lots of love, and take care. Thank you for listening to The Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit ColbyRebel.com.